So I have a, a story about Nemesis. Oh. Nemesis struck again. Our biggest fan. Our biggest fan. Yay, Nemesis. Yay. She. I'm sorry, but Zach could not have sounded or looked <laughs> less interested. You really meant it. He was it. looking out of the side, like a side glance. She's gonna kill you. She's, I, she's great. <laughs> as great as she is, she's pretty scary too. Yeah, but she likes it though. Yeah. I mean, that, that she wants that. I mean, if there had to be a first uh, woman dictator, have we had one? <laughs> Not like like she's bossy, Recently. but like she could take control of the strength a nation. Yeah. The strength, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She could single handedly lead. She just walks into the room and she's like, "It's mine now," and they just push over the papers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the nation papers. Right here. Uh, here's and, the the point, and the pointy stick. <laughs> it's yours now. <laughs> so what'd she do? We'll be over here. Besides take well, over it a small a, nation. It was a little bit... <laughs> In her spare time. <laughs> she's also a philanthropist. Mm. So she... She rubs feet. Oh. <laughs> she hands me this mysteriously wrapped package. Huh? Which if... Was it a bomb? If, well, see, if I would have been anyone else and she would have been anyone else, I would have been worried. But because we're both INTJs, I knew it was safe. You know, she would have been handing it to someone who's not an INTJ. Because if she was going to kill you, she just would have ran you down in her car. She exactly. would have explained yeah. it to me first, though. Because I would want to know. Gonna hit you with my car now! <laughs> Hops! I, no, INTJs would want to know. Like, I understand your reasoning. I'm still going to have my revenge, but I'm going to let you try your way first. I can't believe that you That's two are the same do. personality type and she's so awesome. And you're Wait, the, what? And you're, uh, <laughs> you are too. That's uh, unbelievable. <laughs> Continue. Somebody's gonna die. So she hands me this mysteriously wrapped package. <laughs> you okay? No. It wasn't that funny. Okay. I'm not laughing at my own joke. <laughs> His joke wasn't that funny. It was just laughed. A really awful noise. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, we keep derailing your story. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's, it makes me sad when you interrupt me all the time. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, inside the paper was this. Mm. <laughs> Nostradamus ate my hamster. Yes, the actual what? book. As previously mentioned. What is up with the, sh- with the cover? It is this crazy teal stiletto platform shoe that's a frog with googly eyes yeah, yeah. it's a frog shoe <laughs> or like a chameleon lizard some where did she find a gold frog i don't know i'm assuming amazon the, black the interwebs market. i don't know maybe she'll tell us uh have you she could have it? like wrestled it out of the hands of a bomb. orphan <laughs> orphan <laughs> What would an orphan be doing with this book <laughs> right. have you read any of it i have read the first like 18 pages mm-hmm. and it's it's very odd as mm. the um title suggests it is very bizarre it's very british though douglas so that's adams? kind of fun it, stranger it, it very much has a douglas adams feel yes mm. that's a good call where did you pull that out of british and weird <laughs> <laughs> the, ver- the opening the amount of british that got mustard <laughs> in his body for that sentence <laughs> british and weird yeah it was all swole um, yeah. No, he wasn't. <laughs> I, will, I will never be swole, child. <laughs> learned nothing. <laughs> um, the opening chapter where I am right now is like, is a little pub. Um, oh, it's very, yeah. On, yeah, like a little pub in the snow. And as I was reading, I was like, I feel like this is the beginning of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm. And that's what I pictured in my head. So that was, that was really, uh, that was very insightful. It's, the, it's more coincidental because I just... Recently, I had the collection of all of Douglas Adams' books. I did too. Yeah, and I went through and read most of them, like just back to back to back, like binge reading. And yeah, you get kind of like sucked in, like you get started and you yeah. get this momentum with his stuff that you just can't stop. And it drops off in quality, and then it jumps back up again, and then it'll drop off again. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to get through those. Those rough spots. Yeah. Because you can kind of drop it. Like, I think I stopped reading it like eight years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And never got back to it. I have one book left. Anyway, but that's why I thought of that. Yes. Very, very much like that. So th- is that what you're reviewing this week? No. No. I just, that was my intro. Oh. I just wanted to give a shout oh, out nice. to Nemesis and say that how happy I was to unwrap that and see that and to have the actual book in my hands because I love that so much. Thank you, Nemesis. Thank you. You're good people. <laughs> 
Welcome to Don't Drink the Tea. We'll give you Zach's address if you want to, you know, call in some threats. It's one, two, three, four. Don't come to my house. <laughs> On Agatha Christie podcasts, in which we analyze her books <clears throat> one by one. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm Josh. I'm Zach. <laughs> I'm Charlotte. And uh, <laughs> we're depressed. I'm today. sad now. <laughs> oh. I'm sad. I'm sad now. This week we're going to talk about world hunger. <laughs> oh, that, hilarious. that brings the mood up real quick <laughs> I knew how to cheer him up <laughs> This week We We watched What I would say To continue with the millennial Trend from last week What is the Netflix miniseries Books of Agatha Christie's Works What? And I'll tell you why The, ne- the Netflix binge Miniseries show We'll get there. Like Stranger, Stranger things. things. Sure. Oh. <laughs> like all this, it's... Totally not rehearsed. <laughs> and a little more seasony than that, like a normal show. But it's got like different short stories, but they have a, a slight connection, like a, uh, what, is, what do you call that in a show? The arc, the story oh, yeah. arc. Not like Big Four where the arc was too strong that they couldn't exist without each other, but just enough that it makes you want to read the next Oh, we're one. talking about this this episode's book now. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. I may not have said that. You had the book in your hand, but I was oh, not yeah. paying attention. And this is audio. Partners in Crime by Agatha Christie. We have the same one this time. Oh, we do. Yours is just 73 years older than mine. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> She's still dying. <laughs> that hasn't changed. Mm. It's just been a long winter. Um, this completely fell apart, and I had to like read the page numbers and put it oh, back wow. in order, and it is... That's right. It's sad. It's so sad. It's on a scroll, in case you guys are. <laughs> Page 107 is just hanging out there by itself. Hopefully it wasn't important. So oh, no. To, no. to go, to explain further the, the weirdness that I was That was, was a really, there. no, that, it's a shame that you have to backtrack a little bit on that, because that was a really good uh, oh, analogy. Thank you. thank you. It's Tommy and Tuppence are back. But this time... And we remember them from Secret Adversary. Our second Up episode. Up old babe! <laughs> yep. She's back! Yep. And so in this one, uh, it's a collection of short stories, but I really like the way they're tied together. In the very first short story, they need to go undercover as a detective and his secretary to wait for... Um, this certain guy that's going to come in because it's got it, to do it, with the Russian government. It was another one of those international intrigues, which I wish that you had your list because you still don't. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're getting old. But there's a lot of And you're forgetting that. things. How many books out of, what is this, like 14 or 15 that we've yeah. reviewed now? How many of Agatha Christie's books have that international? So far? Sp- yeah. Well, we got Secret Adversary, Brown Suit, Secret of Chimneys, The Big Four. Uh, what was the last one we read? Seven Dials. Uh-huh. I feel like there's another one in there that we're forgetting. Some of Poirot Investigates. The short story collection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know there's something slipping in, but... Yeah, but there, there were so many. Lot. I had no idea. A lot. Because it's not what she's known for. And, but it, what we are early on before she became famous for what she became famous But she's for. already done some of her... I'm not going to say her best work, but... Well, she has. I mean, some of her most famous right, things. And what she's famous for... The country house, the dysfunctional family, the closed door yeah. mystery, like Styles and, and Ackroyd, for example, right. are just so well known and have such a specific style to them. I think right. if you asked anyone, like, you know, what's Agatha Christie's style, they would never say. No, no. But there's actually more at this point. There's more of yeah. like the international spy thriller books and conspiracy theory than there are of yeah. the country house murder mysteries. So I wonder if it even outs by the evens out by the end, or if it's quality over quantity that makes it what she's famous for. I, I, I think just the ones that really caught on were her really really yeah. good ones because that was a little bit different, a little bit more unusual. Yeah. And at the time, like the dime store thriller, this is what was popular. Uh, yeah, trending at the time. Yeah, because we're still not even up to in in timeline of these books being written. We're not up to World War Two yet. No. This is still like in the 20s yeah. between the two wars. And Late if you think 20, about yeah. living through that, right. there was a lot of that just kind of in public conscience at the time. Yeah. Public consciousness, excuse me. Everybody was thinking about that. They were guilty, public conscience. <laughs> <laughs> to go along with that idea, though, <laughs> this, 
Thank you, Aunt Susan. I'm an idiot with that uptick in the enunciation. You idiot! (laughs) (laughs) To go along with what you were just saying with this book, what Agatha Christie did... The triv- the little bit of trivia that I've had Someone about- ate one of your pages. Yeah, I'm missing the cover page. Half of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> a cool thing she, do- she does in this book, and this was part of the trivia, is that she parodies a lot of the popular authors at the time. Yes. And I didn't realize how direct it is, but each short story tackles a different famous detective. And I only knew, like, two of them. <laughs> and that was one of my points that I wanted to talk about, because there are... There's, like, 20-some stories... And only a few of a lot of them I had to look up, and the like the Wikipedia articles are super short because only a few of them have stood the test of time. Mm. You know, showing how um, much of an impact Christie had because a lot of yeah. these they were really popular at the time, and a couple uh-huh. decades later you can't find them. I am really glad that you said that because I felt that I was going into this book. I was like, oh yeah, I know a lot of the old famous mystery writers. Yeah, I I'm gonna follow yeah. along, and I'm like, I don't know any of these yeah. people. Am I just really not? know as much as I did but that's a that's a good point some of them just yeah. kind of fell through the cracks and so the, there's the standouts that you know like Sherlock Holmes uh Father Brown um yeah uh what's Dorothy whoever Dorothy L. Sayers guy is Peter something oh whimsy like whimsy P- Lord Peter Wimsy. um even they even mention by name not as a character but as a real person Hercule Poirot they do and so you know solidifying the theory that all of the Christie books happen in the same universe, uh-huh. which I think was, yes. was already true because some characters jump in and out of different series. That's a fun thing for her to do, though. Yeah, it's cool to have your own universe. Because <laughs> you, you, know, you wouldn't think about that. That's cool. Um, like so, Marvel. Yeah, the, the Agatha Christie cinematic universe. Did she ever write anything where like all of them were together for any reason? I don't believe Or was that like so. a weird anime? That was the anime that had Marple, Poirot, and a duck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But there's an old lady that is in a Marple book, in a Poirot book, and in one of the non-detective books. And, like, as a kid reading it, I was always trying to figure out, who is, is this old lady? What is she? <laughs> she's a Time Lord. And we'll get there. Oh, but obviously. She's, like, a central character in By the Pricking of My Thumbs. Okay. And she's, like, passing and sleeping. Oh, that's Tommy Tuppets. So she's in every major detective series, always as a minor character. So it's kind of like Hitchcock. Appearing. If he only appeared in, like, three of his movies. Right. If he was only in Psycho, Vertigo, and the Birds. (laughs) The ones you know, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so each story uh, parodies a different detective. (laughs) Charlotte's joking. Okay. I tried so hard. Please cut that out. No. Probably gonna forget. Unholy noise. (laughs) 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 My brain's coming out through my eyeballs. Um, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Anyway. I beg you to cut that out. (laughs) So, like, yeah, each short story is its own case. Um,. But Tommy and Tuppence are playing these detectives and they keep waiting for like a Russian person to come asking for a green stamp or something like that. Which is no, a no, no. They letter. were going to mention number 16. Number 16. And they were also going to get letters on blue paper. Why did paper. I get about a stamp? No, no, no. They were... <laughs> so, if someone came into the office and mentioned the number 16 in their story of like, please help me. My daughter is 16 and oh, needs... Yeah, yeah. And I've lost her or something like that. Um, but if they got a letter on blue paper, they were to remove the stamp and they would see a number oh, 16 yeah, on yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And which so, I don't remember why that was important, but the last story was that, which was like one of the least interesting of it. But so that was like, and it came up throughout the book, like several stories you thought that was going to be what it was, and uh-huh. it would end up not being, or it was almost that, uh-huh. and it got derailed, and they didn't catch. So it was it was nice that it, they were connected, but you could read any of these and be fine, just just by itself. Fun. Yeah. And so that's what I liked about the book. And the dialogue between Tommy and Tuppence is just as good as it was. So good. In yeah. Adversary. Yeah, because I don't know how long they've been married, like, from Secret Adversary to now. But like, yeah. four or five years or something. Yeah. And it's yeah. uh, is really well so done. Like yeah. And, and they're, they're a cute couple. But, like, sometimes you forget, like, they're married. I feel like they're just, like, brother and sister. Because they have... Yeah, because yeah, they have so much banter and... Yeah. Um, very little like feeling for each other just occasionally they, right. they throw it in there but you made a really good point earlier about saying the things that she kind of not that, that she did wrong but the things that were missing 
from Big Four, which isn't considered a short story collection, but technically is. And right. Poirot Investigates, which was fine. That didn't have a running theme. Right. This one really did. Mm. And the the basis was really solid. Yeah. For all of these little vignettes to be happening, but still have an underlying theme. Yeah. It was right yeah. in the middle of those two. Yes. Got it a good right. balance of both. Got Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Glad we agree on that. That's nice. I think people should read this one. I would say so. Not I, first, but yeah. One of the better short story collections. The best so far. Definitely. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Tommy and Tuppence are the only... Agatha Christie characters, reoccurring characters that age in real time, which is interesting that she always returned to them and they would be as old oh, as they should be. Yeah. And that's what I like about them and that's why I talk have talked about By the Pricking of My Thumbs because you come back to them and they are old. Uh-huh. And it's like, whoa, whoa, wait! Because Poirot <laughs> is like uh, middle-aged, 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 elderly <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> but they actually age how they should age with every book. And I, yeah. I, I like that Interesting that she revisited them in that way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, very cool. So, um, we could talk any particular story you want to talk about. One that stood out to I'm, you. I'm really curious to know if Zach read any. He did. You did? I was going to save that as a, as a... Yeah. Oh. As like the cherry on top. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll pretend I don't know. No, it's, I, that, it's okay now. that you know, but I was going to save his, <laughs> save his segment. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Well, I just felt like it had been a while since he said anything, so I just didn't I'm want here. People, didn't want people to <laughs> I will forget do Zach. it. We could do Zach first. Zach is no, heel. No, you have to do me first. Zach is heel. I'll go right in the middle. Okay. Yeah, sandwich. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Zach Sandwich. <laughs> you want to go first? What do you uh, talk about? What stood out to me? Um, the title page. <laughs> yeah. Agatha Christie, exactly. Private in Crime. Have you even been listening? <laughs> the book's kind of far away, and I'm not wearing my glasses. And Oh, partners. <laughs> Private in crime. <laughs> not public. Um, I, of course, I don't want to say, like, I don't know what Zach, which one Zach read. but if you I mean, say it, I'll go, eh, and pretend like... The case of the missing lady was... Eh. Uh, was odd. <laughs> um, the one that I enjoyed that I thought was fun was Blind Man's Buff. Mm. I like that one, which I always think is Blind Man's Swole. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was bluff too. Yeah, well, mine has no L. Me neither. In it, so mean, mean, but we have the same. Me neither. Well, yours is so old that your L just fell off. <laughs> <laughs> There's no L's in this book. Um, <laughs> You're like going through, and there's not a single L. Why does the L age faster than the other letters? <laughs> I'm trying to look for a line that I can go. Uh, it'll invention of my own. It's just like an ordinary camera. He said with some sight satisfaction. Well, just the titles, okay. Instead of, instead of a fairy in the flat, it's a fairy in the fat. <laughs> the cracker instead of the crackler? <laughs> yep, the affair of the... F- Pink Pearl becomes the affair of the pink pair. The case of the missing Addie. <laughs> the Kirky man's daughter. <laughs> the house of irking death. <laughs> I thought that, that that title was a standout just because, like, you've got to, like, the case of the missing lady. The uh-huh. affair of the pink pearl. The, the house of lurking death. Exactly. The Kirky man's daughter. Like, if Vincent, Vincent Price, Price. Gosh, I'm being old again. <laughs> I mean, Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. The, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that that uh, that translates, yeah. That mm-hmm. works. <laughs> Cracker. <laughs> Irking death. That's great. Okay, yeah. do you have anything to say about that one? Or? Um, actually, I changed my mind. I don't want to Too talk late. about that one anymore. Okay. I want to talk about The Man in the Mist, because it didn't have any L's oh, okay. in the title. I really I liked that, that one. <laughs> I thought it was it was well written. It was a moment in time. It was like not really important, mm-hmm. um, but it was really fun because it opens up with uh, Tommy dressed as a clergyman. Yeah, and everybody was like, uh, and he was like, "Hi, this is my wife," and they're like, "You're a Roman Catholic. They don't have wives." And he's like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> and so that was fun, and he was like wearing it for a long time, and finally he's like, "You know what? I really think I should take this off. I need to yeah. change clothes." Um, and there was like a. Like a urban legend in mm. it, and a, a, a how would what would you call the murder? It wasn't a locked door murder, and not all of these like dealt impossible... with, with murder. Some of yeah. them were missing persons. Yeah. Some of them were lost or stolen jewelry. 
It was a variety. And uh, I'm not holding back crying. I'm holding back. She's getting emotional. Hacking. It was just, it was really something, guys. She loves that cracker story. (laughs) (laughs) And there goes my other lung. Excuse me, my ung. (laughs) And um, it was a, it had a nice twist at the end, even for being like only nine pages long. I really liked that one. That, that's what I wanted to, that was one of the other positive thoughts. Yeah, points for the book is that she uh, utilized her time better. They didn't feel, most of them didn't feel rushed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And when you would get to like one you saw that you were coming to the end of it, it was like, oh, this isn't going to get wrapped up. But then sometimes it was continued. Like yeah. that one, The Man in the Mist, the two parter. Yeah, oh, several of them were. Like a Netflix special to be continued. Yeah. The Netflix specials are really two parters because they're all parters. Yeah. It just what happens over the whole thing. Bye. She ran away. <laughs> She's gone. Well, that yeah, that was a good one. The one I let. No, you're supposed to go next. Never mind. Okay. So what do I need to do? So, uh, <laughs> Zach read a story. Gasp. Yeah. Yes. That's that is the uh, the really special part about collections of short stories is that Zach actually reads. Um, but I had an idea <laughs> for how I'm going to present it. The summer. Of course, we know that Zach is a very creative uh, filmmaker. <laughs> what? And so, you've just had... Uh, He's already You've nervous. had several big hits with Dog Times. Clearly. And uh, you're now meeting with a big shot, uh, you know, Paramount executive. Paramount, huh? And you need to pitch what story <laughs> you want to adapt for the screen. And for some reason, you chose The Case of the Missing Lady. You need to sell this. You need to sell this book. To a, you got to think of actors. That's the one you read. You got to give them the plot. I asked. Josh said, "Here's the two that we recommend." I said, "Which one's the weirder one?" And he said, "The Case of the Missing Lady." And oh, I said, that's, that's that's the one I'm reading. Charlotte that's chose, very true. It, Charlotte chose Blind weird. Man's Buff, which was very funny. I'm not yeah. good at actors' names. And though. Case of Missing Lady was really. Uh, Just go strange. that guy from that other thing. All right, you ready for our meeting? No, no, no. Wait, I need like a minute. The, the like, secretary's calling you in. Oh my gosh. Mr. Taylor, have a seat here. All right. <laughs> I was going to be the secretary, oh, but go, go ahead. ahead. Do it. No, no, no. The moment's gone. I now. just want to be everybody. <laughs> oh, Zach, have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to sound like 1920s guy, but I ended up sounding you, like. You sounded like. When when Graham Chapman and Monty Python was trying to be David O. Seltzer, we, <laughs> that's who you sound. Let me try like. again. Zach Taylor, have a seat. There we go. This is better. I'm your New Jersey aunt. <laughs> and Carol, how you have a seat here? So you've been doing great at Paramount. We we have loved that, and we oh, want to yeah. we want to hear what your new ideas. You want to adapt a short story to the big screen, don't you? Yeah. I want to hear all about it. Excuse me, Mr. Carroll. What do you want? What do you want, Dab? She's a doll. (laughs) She is. How long do you want this meeting to last? We'll give him... uh, Well, I mean, he's pitching the story. We give him ten minutes, you think? Ten minutes? I'm sorry. You are meeting with someone else. Seven minutes. (laughs) Seven minutes. It's a short story, sir. Three minutes. <laughs> you gotta pitch this movie to me in three minutes. Okay. Um. So, is it already started? Yes. Go. Okay. So. I'm on coffee break now. Okay. Sh- shoo. <laughs> so. It opens up. Tommy and Tuppence. They're there. They're great. <laughs> I love it. They're not cast. They're not cast yet. It's a big decision. We'll get that. Cast we'll get the there. main character. We'll get there. So they have their their uh, their butler guy in their office because they're married detectives, and he's played by none other than Josh Gad. Oh, he's a little <laughs> short, kind of chubby. Yeah, and he's like looks at the people. He has to get on. We're gonna need longer than three minutes. It's fine. <laughs> so he looks at the people and he sees this this very handsome man with a nice tan. Uh, that man happens to be played by uh, Henry Cavill. That, oh, oh! He he's like <laughs> he, he walks in, and it turns out he is an explorer. And he's like, I have come back to marry my fiance, but it turns out I don't know where she is. I need help from Tommy and Tuppence. And Best that, Henry Cavill impersonation yeah. ever. And Josh Gad is like, Well, my clients are busy. 
I mean, my employers are busy, so I don't know. And meanwhile, Tommy's like looking through this peephole, and he's like, I don't know what they're talking about. And he busts out, and he's like, I can see you now. So he he goes to the place, and he's acting like he's Sherlock Holmes, because he wants to be that cool. And he's like, like, I'll take your case. Give me all the information you can. And he's like, all I know is that she's missing, and she's got a really fat aunt. Oh, she's so oh, fat. She's so fat. How does Henry feel about the aunt? Oh, that's disgusting. He 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 doesn't like her. He doesn't like fat chicks or it's, fat dogs or fat dogs even. It's ridiculous. How much time These do I have? These fat women and their oh my gosh. fat dogs. I need to get moving. Over like two thirds of my time is gone. Okay. So then Tommy is like, so "All right, I'll take the case." With Josh Gad. Okay. So I I he goes like, "I'll take the case," and he starts playing some really bad violin, and his wife locks it up in the cabin. They're like, "We need to go investigate." <laughs> So they head out to the, to the aunt's house, and they're like, hey, Mrs. Fat Aunt, um, <laughs> where is she? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Um, I got this, fat aunt I got, I got, sorry, I got this telegram. <laughs> I got this telegram for her. And it says, what's the place? Like, uh, Richmond? Something like that. That's yeah. Fine. You're right. It's like yeah. Richmond. And they're like, let's head to Richmond. So they head off to Richmond and they're looking around because it's not a very big place. And they go inside this bar and they're like, oh, has anybody seen this person? Everyone's like, who are these guys? <laughs> and so they're like, okay. And then one of them realizes, wait a minute, there's two Richmonds. If she wanted to throw them off the case, she would have just, you know, it would have, they would have said the other one. Oh. So they went to the other Richmond and they're over there. And they hear about this guy who's a doctor who's a little bit of a, of a, of a nut. Quack. Of a quack. Yeah. That's what it is. And I don't have time. Oh, you paused it for you. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> You're almost to the end. We'll let you finish. Yeah, yeah. And so they, they go to confront him in, in his big mansion uh, hospital. And they're like, uh, hey, is the, is the uh, fiance here? And he's like, nope. And so uh, Tuppet comes back. And she's like, he won't tell me anything. And Tommy's like, well, by Jove, let me try. So he goes up That's there. That's very Tommy. And he's like, uh, hi, uh, is, she, is she here? And he's like, no. Go away. And he's like, by Jove, I will. And so he leaves. And then they're like, something's fishy here. And so they go. And Tuppence is like, okay, let's scale the wall. <laughs> And we're gonna find out what's happening. So they, so Tuppet, she, Tommy's like, "Good idea. You yeah. climb the wall." <laughs> and I think Tommy, I'll stay down uh, here and hold the ladder. And Tommy calls Tuppet an idiot at some point. <laughs> yeah, oh, which is something I don't understand that. Anyway, um, so they get so with they the climb, inflection. Idiot. So she finds a ladder and like climbs up and starts looking through this window, and she sees like some servants and uh, the doctor talking and. She's and they're like, oh well, there's been people asking around. We need to do that to. We need to do that real soon now. And then she's like, oh man, uh, Tommy, things something's going down. It's happening now. I'm gonna sneak into the house and I'm gonna stop this. And if I need help, I'll yell for your name. He's like, good luck. <laughs> and so she sneaks into the house, and she's and, he, and Tommy's waiting and waiting and waiting and. Uh, well, first off, they saw through the window. They, they saw, saw the nurse. They saw the nurse injecting something into her arm, and she's yeah. like, ah! "The right. fiance is crying in pain." Right, and it's like, "Oh man, that's bad." So she sneaks in the house to go stop him. Then she comes out and she like puts her hand on Tommy's shoulder. Tuppets. Yeah, she puts her hands. Yeah, Tuppets comes out. And she puts her hand on Tommy's shoulder. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> like I didn't see you there." <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Well, did you stop them?" She's like. Okay. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's get out of here. It turns out she got fat while he was gone. <laughs> and, and Henry Cowell doesn't like fat chicks. <laughs> and so they, she's just trying to get this weight loss thing happening in order to impress her man. So I feel like an idiot. And Tommy's like, don't add this to our collection, Watson. Ah, ah. She's like, Ugh, come on. <laughs> and then that's the end. You want to make that into a movie? <laughs> I want to make that into the best movie. <laughs> Isn't that a weird ending? I just, I want to say that I had a theory about this. Which was better than through. the, better than the, uh. So it was oh. when, it was right before Tuppence went into the mansion to uh-huh. try to stop it. Uh-huh. Um, and my theory was that she got pregnant. Yeah. And that she was gonna, she was trying to have the baby without Him the knowing about knowing. It. Mark yeah. Cavill. Mark Cavill? Henry. Henry Cavill. Who's Mark? Mark Har- Harmon? 
Josh. <laughs> anyway, emotional. This trigger worry. Um, yeah, I, was, I thought the same thing. Yeah, and I, I was it. like, I was like, oh, that's gonna be it because my my joke theory was that uh, the doctor was a cannibal. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I figured it out. And then Josh, you know, I, we talked about it because I read it in the car. Uh huh. And it was like. I couldn't have guessed that in a thousand years. It was funny though because they gave you a, a like this this clue, this giant clue. Yeah, that's what I this said. This big fat clue <laughs> in the middle of the gigantic, story. disgusting oh, clue. Gigantic. It was totally fair. And when oh, I wait, the ants played by Mama June. <laughs> She's skinny like, now. Oh, I can't. Because <laughs> when I read that line where he's like, I just despise fat women, I was like, that's such a weird thing for Christy to write. I mean, right. sometimes she would write a misogynistic band and then prove him wrong immediately. Right. But I'm like, that line was just throw away. No, and Tommy I no was idea. like all with him. He well, was like, like, yes, those fat ladies, everybody hates them. <laughs> and I was like, what a weird thing. And I'm like, that was a clue. Yeah, yeah. It was the weirdest. It's, it's a, a very, very weird, weird story. story. And also the fact that, because they tried to match the case or the story with the detective that they were parroting. Right. Which I thought was really weird that it was a Sherlock Holmes story. So you expected it to get really serious. Right. And then at one it was point, Tuppence that... was like, really bad things are happening here and I'm scared. And she was right. never scared. And, and then it was like, she was like, let's just go home. Maybe that was Christy. I don't want to talk Christy's about view it. of Sherlock Holmes. She had a few too yeah. many donuts. <laughs> it's, it's an issue. Because he, Henry Cavill came home two weeks, a fortnight. He came home a fortnight early. early. Right, before and she, she was, was like, going to get her stuff. I was going to get all this weight off in two weeks. What's yeah, I bet. Here? Yeah, that's what they all say. I need to get my summer bod ready. <laughs> so that was a oh, strange, so swollen. a strange story. But uh, otherwise, Still, I'm glad you read that one. A good collection. <laughs> it was something. The story I liked was uh, the gentleman dressed in newspaper. Really? Which was uh, I thought I just like really liked the puzzle in it. Interesting. Trying to find it out. Yeah. Cool. I don't really feel like I needed to explain what it's about, but I like that one. No, no, but that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Fun fact: in school, we had a competition who could uh, dress the other one up as a mummy in newspaper the quickest and best. Did you, you win? win? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what goes on in public schools? Oh, yeah. Tell us more, Zach. It was, that was science class. You got and two homeschoolers here. science teacher was just the least teacher <laughs> you could ever imagine. Yeah, what so did that he teach? And he's like, we got newspaper. You guys tape like, yourselves up. He was like, one day. I cleaned out my attic. What <laughs> could I do with this? Most of the time, he would just tell stories about how he used to know uh, Chris Farley in college. Oh, my God. Um, the most scientific. Right. But then occasionally, he'd be like, let's dress up a newspaper. And then he was like, let's, let's shine laser pointers around <laughs> inside of these little mirrors that, like, shape things. Wow. This is your expose. <laughs> right. So did you learn anything in that class? Like, did you learn anything interesting about Chris Farley that you didn't know? Um, there's a story that Chris Farley and some of his other friends in college... Uh, on a really snowy day, I guess it was in Pennsylvania or something like that, where he went to school. I don't know. I did not expect. Um, they, <laughs> him and one of his friends made snowballs, and any car that drove by, they would all hurl snowballs at that car's windshield as they nice. drove by and watch them swerve in the middle of the street, oh laughing hysterically. And so the police showed up, and they all ran and hid in various places, like trees and like like sheds nice. and classrooms and stuff, and none of them got caught. Wow. Because even though Chris Farley's a big guy, he was spry. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was very spry. I mean, and he was a motivational speaker. Yeah, have you seen Matt Bowling? Yeah. <laughs> he falls on my table, and it's the best. Oh, wow. These podcasts always take about seven or eight turns. I, I could never have predicted. Yes, when we started, a, a, a brief, quick wink of an eye 33 minutes ago, would you have ever have said, no. we're going to end up talking about Chris Farley's college days? Never. <laughs> Oh, oh, good old Mr. Whatever his name was. <laughs> I don't even remember. He it's had a ponytail. That's all I remember. The nice. Worst. That's anyway, a good story. Thank you. So what do you I rate like this book? Story. Oh, um, let's see. The last I rate a three out of five fat chicks. <laughs> <laughs> no fat shaming. No, I didn't Henry say Henry Cavill. I didn't say that. I just said it, you know. I feel like Henry Cavill the... would be really upset or he'd be like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> they like playing terrible roles. I mean, he could do it. <laughs> he just got a CGI as mustache off. So like, oh my gosh. Oh, so <laughs> Put it back on. Put it back on. No, take it back off. We changed our mind. I feel like he could have a mustache in that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, uh, let's see. So the last book we did was, it's been so long ago. Seven Dials. Seven Dials. Three stars. Three stars. Okay. So Quattro I... Quattro Investigates I, Me gave three stars, which was the last collection of short stories. And we said this one was slightly better, so three and a half? I agree. Yeah. Very nice. Cool. All right. All this agreeing, going to make this podcast into a snooze fest. Good thing I'm talking about Chris Farley every episode from now on. <laughs> I got the Chris Farley. Well, say something stupid so I can disagree with you. <laughs> uh i i i i'm i um i just don't have the ability no you're wrong (laughs) wow that that was good (laughs) okay so why don't you spice our our podcast up by uh throwing us a game oh wow okay i'll try as long as you're not gonna make us try food I'm on board. Again? For the third time? I love that game. She's going to make us eat the paper out of her notebook. That's my favorite game. (laughs) What color pen did I use? Green. Wait. Blue. Oh, pencil. Oh, no. (laughs) Who led poisoning? Well, this game, um, Tommy and Tuppence were changing their uh, roles all the time and had to be very adaptable. Are we eating King's Hawaiian sweet rolls? Oh, (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I knew it. How many can you stuff in your mouth? I got I'm you not, beat. I'm not in this competition. I got you beat, Zach. You know I do. And we're playing the Chubby Bunny game, though, with marshmallows. Remem- I got you beat. Remember How that time? we How many were, Hawaiian sweet we rolls were, have you had in your mouth at one time? Uh, in my belly is the question. Because remember that time? <laughs> he ate like eight. Yeah, it was eight big big rolls. Like out of the bag? Did you toast them? They, they were them or Hawaiian. They were like, you know, like you know, the southern meal. Yeah, those rolls. Josh out of the big pan, baked. Oh, oh, oh. Was this made by a certain special lady? Yeah. Oh, okay. And nobody was... No, no. They were disrespecting the rolls by not going for fifths like me. <laughs> he was getting like two a time. I was, whenever she cooks, because she does make good food, but yeah. the, I was like, it's like no other food. Completely ignore everything else on the table. Just eat the rolls. Oh, baby, yeah. <laughs> and it was like I would like I would look down for a second. I would look up and just have a roll or two. There's like one stuffed in this cheek, and there's one. And he's I'm always very... got one up his sleeve. <laughs> I actually am a very light eater usually, but when it comes to for some reason bread and uh-huh. breakfast, which are heavy foods, uh-huh. I can eat like tons and tons and tons of it. <laughs> but give me like a, a piece of chicken. And I'm like, well, I have half. <laughs> anyway, true. It's quite irritating to see. Because, like, you go it's to any restaurant. Can I share this mini drumstick with someone? He'll go to, like, wings, and he's like, I'll take five wings, because six is too much. <laughs> and then and we'll that will to, actually fill me up. And we'll go to IHOP, and he'll order, like, it's called, like, the like hiker man's breakfast. <laughs> and it comes with, like, comes like two, eggs, two eggs, uh, two sauce, pieces of toast, sausage, bacon, Ham. Ham. Hash browns. Hash browns. And like... And it's gone. And mutton. Like a <laughs> leg of mutton. A cake. <laughs> the state of Texas. <laughs> and it's, it's just... It's gone before I finished my own. I don't know what it is about it uh, like not being real me. food in See, my that, brain. That's so funny because my mom, she's that way about tacos. Like she really? doesn't eat a lot of food at one time. She eats a normal person's amount of food. But if there's tacos... She will like go up to double digits. Man. Like she has to be like, like when we sit down to taco, she's like, "All right, if I get to eight, stop me." <laughs> like, like you really have to really? intervene. So what is it yes. about certain foods that it's exactly a trigger in your brain? I do that with pizza all the time. <laughs> I will, oh yeah, I will just down an entire pizza no matter the size. Because <laughs> well, it's well, like, well, well, I've only got four slices left that I can't stop. Yeah, we've all confessed ours now. Gosh, I, I'm trying to think now. Something really strange well, like those, sauerkraut. Those roll- <laughs> Don't tell us if it is. <laughs> well, then we know what Something it is. I, oh, I will tell you. I will tell you. Um, there's this amazing recipe with shrimp. And I'm not going to... Don't check the time. I'm not going <laughs> to tell that long of a story. You eat it. Wrap it up. <laughs> uh, come on. There's Straight this, in the ass. Just say amazing, sauerkraut. Shut up. Sort of your sauerkraut. amazing <laughs> dish with shrimp and pasta. I'm and yeah, well, I'm not talking to you, am I? Ooh. He asked. Um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and I like it doesn't matter what quantity there is there. Pasta's heavy. Yeah. I will eat the entire. I can't stop. Wow, it's something about this taste that sets off in my brain. Like I have to eat until I die. Can't stop, won't stop. And it's like your your stomach being yeah, full. Whatever. Is... I'm not talking to you anymore. 
Your stomach being full is psychological. <laughs> oh, it was for me. You didn't read the one I picked. You read the one he picked. I didn't know which you one. Know <laughs> I know. What'd you say? Like, your Something. stomach being full is, like, psychological anyway. It's but rarely the, the fact that it actually is being full. Right. No, it's the so, taste. Yeah. So, like, I guess certain foods for all of us is, like, I have no limit. Right. Yeah. I what, will never stop. It happens to be any piece of breakfast. So, breads <laughs> and breakfast or pizza... Uh, bready heavy things. That's so funny. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, yeah. Or and tacos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny. She's like, hold me back. <laughs> mm. Like a Taco Bell, she could get like the family pack and just <laughs> eat it on her own. Oh, I no, think she wouldn't a... go for that. I was gonna... yeah, exactly. <laughs> that no. If she if she had less respect for herself, <laughs> she's like, but she gets that's not real food. She gets like three Chipotle like bowls and just goes at it. <laughs> she took your date. Oh, Chipotle! Have you heard from her again? No, she leaving you on red. She ghosting you. I had. Uh, she did send me a message. Just said new phone. Who dis? Oh <laughs> man! I was like, that she hurts. said the Glock is extra. It's Jeff. What was his name? Jerry. Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> okay, what's your game? Okay. So, um, Tommy and Tuppence had to be, like, a jack-of-all-trades in this. I'm just thinking about how it spiraled out last time, simply by you saying the word roll. <laughs> oh! It's been so long ago, <laughs> I like forgot. an hour and a half ago. It was. I forgot yeah. how we got there. Okay, but do you even want to do this game? Yeah. We can't let it Or was, like, again. the food confessions good enough? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so Tommy and Tuppence had to be, uh, you know, jacks-of-all-trades, yeah. and they were doing just a little bit of everything. So it got me thinking about... Um, different professions and different jobs why are you like grinning like it's gonna be something bad i don't know i always assume it is. this is just no this is just a bizarre okay. weird game that i thought this might be really fun okay. um it's nothing personal <laughs> nothing personal but in any way yeah so i looked up um jobs that like don't exist anymore or jobs that had really weird titles okay and so you guys have to figure out what they are by the title okay. so okay. some of them i'll give you options and some of them i'll be like hey you went to this person. Why did you go to them? Okay. Okay. Are we uh, right. like buzzing in? Or are you gonna do one at a time? Are we on Us? a team? Um, no, not definitely not gonna be on a team. No to what? Okay. <laughs> so like you gonna ask? You probably end up both guessing and then ask me. Ouch. Or um, buzz in. <laughs> I hurt myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, just make a random noise. You can both guess or anything. It'll All just right. be, I'll go shwee. It'll be no. It'll be posed to the world. Okay, okay. Okay. Go swirl <laughs> Okay. So, someone, their job title is a catch pole. Meh. What are... Uh, this one is multiple choice. <laughs> I take my meh back. <laughs> no, she has to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, some... The, uh, a guy who works... You had nothing. I did. I pictured a guy at a pool... With a net, <laughs> he catches tennis balls. And in a pool, <laughs> it's right next to a tennis court. Okay, I'll cut this part out. <laughs> okay, so a catch pole is that person a professional fisherman, a debt collector, or an unemployed musician? Mm. I feel like I can't go first since I already did that stupid thing. So you go first. Tennis ball, swimming pool guy. I'm going to... Solid well, kids. What was the second option? I forget. Debt collector? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. That's ding, what ding, I ding. Yeah, yeah, correct. I'm not sure what the... What is the word? Etymology? An unemployed well, musician of, is just a musician. <laughs> so. I was thinking of catch. Waiter. Right. It's most musicians. Host. Host. You were thinking what? I don't Welcome know why the, that made, I had the same guess as Zach from the words, but I can't, I can't root, like you said, what the etymology is. That's so funny because I thought that one was so strange. I was wondering if I used that word correctly. So thank you for just throwing it out there. Or I'm copying cat. <laughs> it's fine. Correctly. It just makes me, it makes me feel good. Okay. So, you go to an Eggler. Why Ooh. would you go to an Eggler? Is this one multiple choice? No. Eh. <laughs> Josh. It wouldn't be a cobbler, because that's a cobbler. Correct. I wanted a cobbler, <laughs> so I went to the cobbler. Uh, Do you know what a cobbler even does? <clears throat> a cobble. <clears throat> he ran out of time. <laughs> no! <laughs> go that's ahead. okay. Mine's not going to be. Okay. Mine's not going to be it. Okay. okay. What was it? So, Egbert? Egg. <laughs> Eggler. Eggler. Okay. So, you know those people, they're like the bartenders that do like the crazy tricks? 
You know those guys? Yeah. Those are like, and they're like, they pour the really fancy drinks and like the special like trick shot ways. And On like, like that, Russia's Got Talent or something? Whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, but like some eggs. They do like some crazy egg tricks. They're doing crazy egg tricks. Okay. <laughs> I breakfast. It's... Josh, can you improve on that? You no. Can. <laughs> I believe it is a man who <laughs> I almost got through it. Who repairs dolls, glass dolls. Okay. I have to go. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to say it with a straight face in that voice that I just broke. A man who repairs glass dolls. dolls. I wish it was that, but no, sorry. Okay. It is an egg seller. <laughs> I was the closest. That was a trick. <laughs> Are you sure? Only the closest, yes. Okay, so... A drummer. This Who is, is a, a drummer? Trick. Like the little drummer boy? What does he do for a like living? Like Keith Moon? What does the drummer do for a living? Like Meg White. Like John Not Bonham. Not like Meg White. Not Meg White. That's Meg White. Yeah. Give her some cred. <laughs> Give her some cred. Am I supposed to know what... It, Anybody can guess. Are you... Is this... This is not multiple choice. I'll warn you. Are you out of position? He works on the railroad. Okay. Why? The train's gotta come. And <laughs> okay. he's hailing the train. <laughs> like, what... Is that what it's called? Hailing? Like, come here, train. Like, all like hail calling, the train. Like calling a train. Like you hail a taxi. I don't think you call train? a train because a train just goes where it goes. You think he's that? He's the guy who used the drummer to get him. Is he he's the like, guy who stands on the platform and he's like, train's here. Like, no, no one knows. Like, get on the train! Thanks, Paul. We saw the train! You have the worst job! Guys, train's there. Drummer, a drummer is... Okay, maybe it's like some sort of person who's like knocking on doors. Uh, uh-huh. Some door-to-door salesman. I'm gonna ding s- ding ding! Really? There's a traveling salesman. <laughs> You've never been so happy. I've never been right like, wow. in my life. And I was thinking about that. I was like, how? Did, oh, you like drum up business? Like you're drumming. Oh, I was thinking of drumming on the door, so I got it. Yeah, just there was another away. one. Uh, just a person who, like before, like before smartphones, when people used to have uh, uh, wake up services where people would oh, call them on yeah. their phones. I know none of you remember this. I've seen that. What are shows? <laughs> you saw that one episode of Seinfeld with the guy who made wake-up calls? Yeah. Even farther back than that, there were people whose profession it was to go to people's houses at certain times and knock on their door to wake them up. But I can't tell you what their name was. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Will do. Uh, but it's funny. So, okay. Zach, what is a resurrectionist? Or what was a resurrectionist? I don't know. <laughs> a resurrectionist. You're not even trying. <laughs> a resurrectionist. Uh-huh. Okay, now the word resurrection. Uh-huh. Think of the etymology of that. No. <laughs> you were about to. He's like, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the word etymology means. I'll think, about, I'll think about the anamorphs of that. Edit. 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 What does the word anim- anim- anamorphs What does the word anamorphs mean? <laughs> it was a group of teenagers who could turn into certain animals. Fun. Okay. Weird. So, a resurrectionist. <laughs> resurrectionist. Resurrection <laughs> literally means to stand up. Oh, that's, that, that's yeah. Um, that's that's a stand-up comedian. That's <laughs> oh, not for me. Resurrectionist. Not for me. But I'm dying up here. I doubt it's a priestly duty. <laughs> Duty. Of all the things I thought you were going to say, the fact that you like said the real definition of resurrection was just really awesome. Um, so, a resurrectionist. <laughs> a resurrectionist. It's like, how can he know that and then add er to the name? <laughs> How's this the same person? Resurrectionist. Okay, resurrectionist would be someone who stands up. <laughs> like a comedian. Professionally. Yeah, a, a professional stander. Someone who stands in line for you. That is a job. Uh, that is a job. That's not a resurrectionist, but that is, there are people who stand in line for you professionally. That's their job. What are they called? Just to hold their stand place man? in line. I, I don't stand. Know. I forget. Stand the man? Do you want to come in with a guess on this? Clearly I have. Uh, <laughs> okay, so going along with what Zach... Well, maybe going away from what Zach said, if that's being too specific. Cause You're most, going for a priestly duty. Because most, <laughs> most people wouldn't know that. So... Not somebody who literally brings the dead back. Uh-huh. A mortician? 
Okay. It's the person who dresses the dead people. Right. Oh, that's a good guess. Right. Um, now, then? No, that's not what it is. It's a person pretty, pretty who closer. brings dolls back to life. <laughs> Glass <laughs> <Back> dolls. dolls. <laughs> that were alive previously? I've said too much. <laughs> Oh, a resurrectionist was someone way back in the day who would dig up dead bodies Ew. and sell them as cadavers to teaching hospitals. Oh, and that was, was my next like, guess. It was a horrible, no, horrible profession. And there's actually... A was it really, illegal? Did you get minimum wage? Were there benefits? That's a really good question. There is an insane true story about these two guys in Scotland, I think. And right around the that. 1800s. Yeah. There are no laws. <laughs> I think one of them was named Seamus, but... (laughs) Aye! (laughs) What'd you do with that cadaver, laddie? And they... There was these two guys and their wives, and they all lived in this one house, and, like, they couldn't ever pay their rent, and they were just down and out. So somebody died in their boarding house. They ran a boarding house. Somebody died in their boarding house, and so then they, they took the body to this professor, and he was like, this is so great. Here's a bunch of money. And so they're like, this is a great career. They all got drunk, and we're like, you know what? We should do this professionally. Uh-huh. Let's start killing our customers. Good idea. So people would come into the boarding house. This is so true, and it's so crazy that it's true. The people came into their boarding house. They would get them drunk, kill them, and take them to this guy. And he'd be like, wait a minute. And they'd be like, no, it's fine. And he'd be like, okay, here's your money. I really need bodies. <laughs> Not a bad plan. And it was, I think they killed like 14 or 15 people before they finally killed the one guy's fiance. And when he saw her, he was like, hey. Yeah, but somebody that, needs to I bet that was his reaction. People. Hey, come on. Guys. I know we've been killing a lot of guys, but this is my girl. Uh... <laughs> so that is a resurrectionist. Yes. Oh, Crazy story. You should look that up. I won't. Okay, so we, we got another one. All right. What is a Chandler? Ugh. It is, is it From a... From Friends. Oh. You took my joke! I'm out. <laughs> I mean, that was low-hanging fruit. I know, I know. But I was going to say, I, I didn't warn you that it was multiple choice. What is a Kramer? <laughs> oh, I ain't answering that. It was supposed you to be, up. what is a Chandler? Is it a circus performer, a candle maker, or an expert on this TV show, Friends? <laughs> Which one was Chandler? He's the stupid one. <laughs> Which stupid one? Wait, they're all stupid. I just threw it. The out main guy with the rank. big nose who was like, "Mom, Jennifer, Aniston, I love you." Was no, Ross? That was Ross. Yeah, Chandler is like. Was he the? He wasn't. Hey, that was Joey. So he was the yeah. jokester, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say. You asking me? <laughs> Any, anything? As I dissected friends. Uh, <laughs> circuit performer, candle maker, candle maker. It kind of sounds like candle. Okay, I have one more. That's on a tablet. Last one. Last one. This one's an audio clip. (laughs) What is a toad doctor? Toad? Toad. T-O-A-D doctor. I call the toad doctor. (laughs) It's my new song. I call the toad doctor. He told me what to do. (laughs) Ribbit, 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 ribbit. Toad doctor. (laughs) Toad doctor. Oh, I know. It's a doctor that works on warts. Oh. oh. Like a dermatologist. Wow. Dr. Pepper Popple. Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it's specifically warts. Oh, okay. Dr. MD. Okay. Um, I'll go again, I'll branch away from that, assuming it's not true. <laughs> uh, toad Doctor. Uh, if it actually is a doctor. I'm not telling you. What do frogs do? Toads are different than frogs, Josh. Frogs are amphibians. Okay. Toads are not. I'm sorry. They have short back legs and long front legs, unlike <laughs> frogs, which have long back legs. Why do you know so much about legs? this? Did Chris Farley's college <laughs> buddy teach you this? I gotta go. Oh, boy. <laughs> a toad doctor, it would be a vet, because why that specifically? Right, Instead yeah. Instead of a parrot exactly. doctor or a dog doctor. <laughs> Doggy doctor. A toad doctor? MD. Uh, toad doctor, what do toads do? I should have listened to that rant. <laughs> they stand by trees. <laughs> That's a, a resurrectionist. <laughs> Someone who tows cars and then fixes oh, them. Oh, toad, toad, toad. I told toad, you how to spell T O A D. Toad. 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 I'm going to go. I should go for something completely <laughs> off the wall. Off the you wall. should go with anything at this point. Like, just Hold say on. something. Where are we at time wise? All yeah. of it is gone. Father time over here. Let's go on a journey. <laughs> uh, 
he is a he barks debarks trees. <laughs> For cinnamon? He barks yeah, and is... debarks trees. <laughs> he barks at debark trees. <laughs> so without reading it's a dog <laughs> A toad doctor. Ow! <laughs> Doctor Oz. Wow. 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 Well, what's the real? Um, well, without reading the entire Wikipedia article, which is three sentences, it was someone who was like a medicinal folk magic, not witchcraft, but like... I also thought about witch doctor. Yes, but... Their main concern was healing skin diseases. Oh, right. And (laughs) And we sang witch doctor. They cured the sick by placing a live toad or the leg of one in a bag and hanging it around the sick person's neck. They would hang the live leg of a toad. Yeah, exactly. I've had that done. I've had that done for checkout. Uh, Well, they did leeches not that long ago. Right, exactly. Not that far from that. They have those little fish that eat the dead skin off your feet. Right. That's true. Yeah, and then the what were the... Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Don't Drink the Tea. You could have seen the doubt in his eyes. You know what? Then. I'm going to go ahead and say it. These last two episodes were pretty fun. Were I you afraid to say that? I'm afraid. That's the thing you second guessed yourself on? Like, <laughs> I'm going to but no, I fear it would be too strong, so I choose not I to say I shan't not jinx us. You know me. You know me. I always shy away from feelings and emotions. Oh, yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was a really fun episode. It was. Yes. Um, next time. Get that right this time. I always say next week, and it's never the case. <laughs> oh, yeah, next time, what are we reading? Because I do not know what's You're going to be happy to hear it. Tell me, tell me, tell me. The Mysterious Mr. Quinn. Uh, that is a book that Charlotte has already mentioned several times that she dislikes. I give up. A podcast over. What? I had to read Big Four. I'll be here. For you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm already halfway through it, and I have some opinions. So it's going to be a fun episode, okay. I think. I, can I just, like, just rant and, like, just you, be like, I hate this book and I'm not going to tell you why. You have to have read it. Says who? Says the rules. Yeah, we always say that. Make t- me father time. T- you shall be reading it tomorrow. <laughs> Look, after all the snacks we've tried for you, it's the least I you can do. I don't have it. <laughs> Nemesis would want you to. I know. never had a good argument, but that one was solid. <laughs> No, I would never completely skip out on a book. Except for, what is, not Pale Horse. Um, there is one that I have read that I will not read again because I hated it that much. Yes, you will. We're going to get there. No. You might like it this time. I promise you I won't. Guess I'm strapping you down and reading it to you. <laughs> In this voice. No, please, no. Hey, Pyro, walk across the room. And Zach, I'm in. Zach, I'm in. I'm in. Zach is there clapping in. like it's a song for like six hours. So yes, uh, the next book is Mysterious Mr. Quinn, which is also a collection of short stories. Which means we will have Zach reading another short story. Oh, fine. Ugh. So what's after that? That after that is all very exciting. It is a book that neither of us have read. What? what, what, what Giant's what? bread. Oh. Which is which we'll have a lot we'll have a lot to talk about with that one because it's a very special book. A lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack there. We just got back from Bermuda. I don't like that expression. Bermuda or unpack? Uh, that's a lot. We've got a lot to unpack. It's a place. No, it's overused. <laughs> yeah. What? No, I like Bermuda. <laughs> I've been there twice. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll miss weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Oh, um, better. <laughs> I miss travel the world. That's her. That's her out of date occupation. Dog tour was better. <laughs> yeah, it was way better. Quit hating on us. Push the button. Max. I'm standing up. Push the button. <laughs> we, we have to find a way to sign out. A your job. Well, I told you, I quit the podcast. If you think that Charlotte should definitely read Mysterious Mr. Smash Quinn, that like button! Smash that like button. Give us a comment. And she'll read... Maybe she should read it twice. Maybe she no. should make her make her own movie version of if, every story. If, if you if, pay me, I will read... If you start a Kickstarter and get $4,000... We will buy hat, funny hats to wear... 
for the podcast. Oh, that, that's that kid does so much for so many years. <laughs> I would enjoy it, but... I will just tell you we're wearing hats. When really we spent it on two trips to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah. We're not going to go on a special wing day either. Oh, no, because we don't have to. You're going to go on a Friday. We don't have to be oh, in deals. Yeah. And if we went on a special wing day, we'd say, you know what, charge us full price. And they'd be like, we can't. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll take give that us into consideration. I don't care if it's extra. <laughs> you know what, I'll have a soda pop. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Extra ranch plus. And charge me for every refill. Every celery stick. <laughs> I'll play poker the game. <laughs> Not poker the book. Charge me extra napkins. Not poker the movie. Imagine we keep spiraling out of control and these jokes signing out for another hour. We have to make a part two. And I never blink and look at the both of you until my eyes bleed. <laughs> <laughs>